You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. And the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The year is 2261. The place, Babylon 5. Who am I? I am Susan Ivanova, commander. Daughter of Andre and Sophie Ivanov. I am the right hand of vengeance and the boot that is going to kick your sorry ass all the way back to Earth. I am death incarnate. And the last living thing that you are ever going to see. It's over because we've decided it's over. Now get the hell out of our galaxy! Hello and welcome to the Epsilon 3, a Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Each week we review an episode of the 1990s sci-fi TV classic Babylon 5. This week, Season 4, Episode 2. Whatever happened to Mr. Garibaldi? I'm Paul. I'm Dan. I'm Sean. And And we we are are the Epsilon Epsilon 3. And the synopsis. Jakar and Marcus continue searching for Garibaldi, pursued by agents of the Centauri. And Sheridan tries to return to life with the help of of the mysterious being, Lorien. Written by JMS and directed by Kevin James Dobson, this episode was released on November November the 11th, 1996, and takes place from January the 8th to January the 14th, 2261. And the guest stars. Lenny Citrano as Isaac. Isaac. It's Isaac. Isaac. Dear, oh dear. Anthony DeLongis as Harry. Wortham Krimmer as Emperor Cartagia, Damien London as Minister, Ardright Chamberlain as the voice of Kosh, and Rick Scurry as Centauri. And uncredited are Stephen Austin Scordelis as Troublemaker and Bill Blair as Alien. So, guys, what do we think of this episode? I gotta tell you, I, I love the character of the Minister. <laughs> just mm. gonna say yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what it is it's it's his whole demeanor it's it's just it's I just he's so, it, it, great isn't he he's just so over the top the, the, yes. the performance <laughs> is so over the top but believable what, yeah right it, it could almost be uh like too comedic but it's not it's right at the edge and he doesn't yeah. go over it yeah. So it's it's fantastic. And, and of course we, we get a lot of uh Jacar and and uh, and Marcus and uh, more crazy uh, Cartagia stuff. It's uh it, it's awesome. And I love the character of Lorien as well. He's always been one of my favorite characters from the entire series. Really? Oh, yeah. I've not warmed to him. I'll give you that. It's, it's, I think it's it's the writing. I mean the character himself seems intriguing, but he just waffles on all the time. 
Oh yeah, for sure. But <laughs> as as you watch more of the season and you see him more and more, mm. there's just something about him. It's 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 the the wisdom or or whatever it is. I can't remember. It's been too long since I've seen it all. But I remember really liking the character. Mm. Okay. So this this is a, this is a great episode, I think. Dan, yeah, um, I, I enjoy it because obviously it's Jakar. He's got his own little mission. I was kind of hoping we were having we were going to have more of Marcus and Jakar. That actually this was going to last for a few weeks, and it was almost like its own little spin off spin off show where they go and find Mister Bar- Garibaldi and just you know kind of have it separate from the Babylon Five universe for a little bit. But yes, yeah, so it was over too quickly for me but i really enjoyed the whole bar fight scene you know we had the cat fighting coming back out again we had the stick it, uh, he's jealous of the stick love the comedy <laughs> moments fantastic and yes the minister constantly bumbling around and oh malaria please come over here i love him uh he's brilliant it, it's it's so it's so believable and it's so farcical and i really do enjoy it um yeah i i'm still struggling at this point to really get into season four like it's a lot more set up again and it feels like it was like a repeat of last week. We had some really great moments and we've got some great character po- points and we're still setting up what's going on. And we've now introduced this new character of Lorien. Um, but, and I, 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 something there was something missing and I can't quite put my finger on what it was. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that season four will deliver. And if we are going to get to know this Lorien character a bit more, maybe that's what's to come. And that's what I'm not picking up on. Um, because I really am not remembering season four at all. There were no scenes in last week or this week that have rung any bells yet. And and you know what's fun, though? Uh, it starts with Franklin's log, supplemental. And the doctor's in it, and I don't even mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did some doctoring. Yeah, that well, was weird. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and caring for, you know, sort of for Delenn-type doctoring as well, not just physical, mm. but mental doctoring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, this, it is the same as last episode. It's the same again, where we do, we don't have a B plot. This is all A plot, and the A plot mm. is Shikara and, and Marcus going off to find Garibaldi, and the rest is all just this guy waffling on on the, on the planet, having five minute speeches. You know that I can't I can't even summarize because they're just so long, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's some very nice little sound bites which. Um, if I can get them in, I'll try and get them in. Um, obviously, uh, um, our good friend Will um, Bill Lamond has uh, again complimented us on our uh, on our efforts of putting in these clips so that he can follow along with the show because it's been a while since he's watched it, and that's the reason I put them in. So um, yeah, if I can if I can get, squeeze them in, they're great. There are some nice little nuggets in there. But for goodness sake, you've forgotten them because he's done about ten before you get into the next sentence. So anyway, let, let's uh, let's let's get on with the, the, the uh, review of it. It's been nine days since Mister Garibaldi has disappeared, and Medlab is still quiet. The League of Non-Aligned Worlds has broken up, and they have all gone home to prepare for the next stage of war, which is exactly where we started from last week. Lanier has come into Medlab to commit a breach of pro- protocol. There is a problem with Delenn. Sheridan is having nightmares while still in the tunnels of Zahadum. Lorien is still with him, but he needs to escape. Lorien spouts a load of gibberish, the musings of a frustrated scriptwriter. You're thinking about escape again, aren't you? Don't. There's no way off, Zahadu. Might as well give up. Reconcile yourself as I did. The first obligation of a prisoner is to escape. Ah. So 
If one is a prisoner of love, one must escape to solitude. If one is a prisoner to joy, must one escape to sadness? But Sheridan is still thinking of his of his nightmare, where he was suspended in mid-air, being asked, who are you and what do you want? I see you're still upset that I won't tell you my name. But what does it matter? If I tell you my name is Lorien, what good is that? It tells you nothing, but leaves me at a disadvantage. Words have meaning, and names have power. The universe began with a word, you know. But which came first? The word, or the thought behind the word? You can't create language without thought. And you can't conceive a thought without language. So, which created the other, and thus created the universe? Tick, talk, tick, <laughs> talk. <laughs> he went on and on about that. You guys yeah. are right. He said you're in between, in between tick and talk. Well, no, because then that would be silence, not tick talk. <laughs> There is no time. He keeps on going. There's no time. We are, you know, we are in between time. We are in between here and there. We, are, you know, so tick tock. No, that's not in between. That's during. <laughs> I see you're far too wrapped up in your question to consider the larger issues. What question? Who are you? How did you know about it? It's a dangerous question, isn't it? There's never a good answer to it. I suppose that's the point. Now, what you are, that's a question I can answer, at least in your case. You're dead. Is he dead? Or is he just in between? How long have you been here? I, I don't know. A day, maybe two. The sun has risen and set nine times. You haven't eaten. You ought to be starving. Are you hungry? Thirsty? Does blood still flow through your veins? Does it? There's no pulse. Because, my reluctant friend, you are quite, quite dead. More waffling from Lorien states that Sheridan could be in the afterlife but before death. In here, they have all the time in the world. No, time has stopped. You don't have all the time in the world. It is not linear. Yes. <laughs> it's going round and round in circles in this one. <laughs> it's real. I've seen it and it's real. <laughs> anyway, at an undisclosed location, undisclosed location, Jakar is on the trail of Garibaldi's Star Fury. He has come into possession of a fragment of Star Fury reportedly found drifting in Sector 87. He is met up with Isaac, who found the Star Fury and sold the fragment. The questioning is interrupted by Harry, the owner of the bar. Jakar wants to carry on the conversation, but Harry has other ideas, as does Marcus Cole, who appears from nowhere and helps Jakar escape. Harry stops a man in a bad Crimean War Comic-Con outfit and tells him that he might have something for him. Meanwhile, at Delenn's quarters, Dr. Franklin pays a visit. 
He's worried about the way she has, is mourning. It is my fault that John is gone. My fault that the alliance against the shadows has crumbled, that the heart has gone out of them. Dylan. For a long time, I was afraid his wife might still be alive in Zahadun, but I, I never asked. I never told him. I denied him the right to choose his actions wisely. I broke the trust between us. And when he learned the truth on his own, he didn't choose his actions. His actions chose him. And he went away. In a passionate speech, she tells uh, Stephen that she should have loved John less and trusted him more. I have sometimes heard humans say, Minbari never tell anyone the whole truth. But I'm no longer holy Minbari. I should have changed my heart more than I did. But I, I loved him and I wanted to protect him. I should have loved him less and trusted him more. I'll insert the clip here because it was a really good speech. The, the, the Again, it was far too long to put into one single clip in here. I might have to split it up a bit, but it was really, really heartfelt and, and well acted. Agreed. Back at the undisclosed location, Jacquard uh, asks Marcus what he is doing here. I heard you were looking for Mr Garibaldi on the assumption he was in trouble. So I went looking for you on the assumption you'd probably get into trouble. I was doing fine until you showed up with that thing in hand. It's a Minbari fighting pike, several hundred years old. You're just jealous because you don't have one. Bad case of pikal envy, if you ask me. They cannot work out why they are still being hunted. How is it outside? They're still looking for you. I don't think it'd be safe for you to leave for a while. Strange that they are still after us. The altercation was a small one. No one was harmed. Doesn't make sense. You're right. That's the bit that worries me. You're going to be worried every time the universe doesn't make sense. You're going to be worried every moment of every day for the rest of your natural life. The Crimean war heroes are asking Harry if he can identify the Narn in the bar. He picks out Jakar and is told there is a reward for his capture, dead or alive. He asks which pays the most. Marcus finds Isaac and asks him politely for some information. Otherwise, he will nail him to the wall. Dr. Franklin is going through Sheridan's effects and comes across something that Delem might be interested in. Personal log, May 14th, 2260. We actually had a quiet day today. It's hard to believe with so much going on lately. And now that we've broken away from Earth, everything has hit the fan. It's not what I wanted. Frankly, it scares the hell out of me, but it had to be done. The job now is to turn this around and make it into something positive. Dylan watches it alone. My dad always told me that's the only way you deal with pain. You don't surrender, you don't fight it. You turn it into something positive. <laughs> he used to say, if you're falling off a cliff, you may as well try to fly. You've got nothing to lose. Way. I feel the same way about Delenn. He says he's in love with her. I mean, during the war, I, I fought Mimbari, I killed Mimbari. So many of my friends die in Mimbari hands. And here I am, in love with one of them. For a long time, I thought about not saying anything. Heart crossed that line. 
wasn't much I could do but see it through. Yeah, I've, I've fallen off one hell of a cliff. When I look in her eyes, I let myself think maybe I really can fly. Marcus Cole updates Shikar on the information that Isaac has provided. Shikar wants to sleep on it and tells Cole to return to Babylon 5. But he refuses to leave, and Shikar persuades him to actually go. First rule of D&D, never split the party. Yep, that's it. Yep. Well, you know, he's come there because he thought you know, Shikar was going to get into trouble, and then he goes and leaves him on his own. So what happens next? Shikar is attacked by the three guards and is shot. Delenn gathers the rangers and tells them they will attack Zahadun. If you are uh, falling off a mountain, you might as well try to fly. Not exactly the speech you want to hear, really, is it? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to attack Zahadun, but we're all going to die. <laughs> Londo Malari is disturbed by the minister. Oh, Malari! Do you know what time it is? Yes, but the Emperor was most insistent. He says you must come this moment. Why? He does not reveal his mind to me, only his intentions. <laughs> Please, hurry. All right, give me a moment. No. He has a gift for Malari. It's something he has always wanted, always for a long time. Malari, you've kept us waiting. I should be very upset with you. My apologies. Before I entered Your Majesty's presence, I had to be properly attired, or it would be disrespectful. I see. Then I should not have you killed for it. Your Majesty may act as he believes is correct, but I was motivated only by the respect to your position. I had Your Majesty's spirit in my heart, and so by killing me, you would also be killing a part of yourself. As a loyal centauri, I would strongly object to that. Well said. Well said. I like you. I like you a great deal. Did you know that? I feel we have so much in common. Which is why I've secured you a gift. A gift? A gift. I wanted you to see it as soon as it arrived. Well, it is unnecessary for you to... Nonsense! Me. No one turns down one of my gifts. Besides, I know you'll like this one. It's something you've wanted for a long, long time. Would you like to see your gift now? <laughs> yes, Majesty. Good! Enter Jakar chained to a yoke. Malardi is horrified, but does thank the Emperor like a good Centauri. There he is, the last of the Kari. I know he's been a great burden to you, but now he's here for our amusement. And well, when he ceases to be amusing, hmm? <laughs> ah? <laughs> uh, oh, Malari, have you nothing to say? Yes, Majesty. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you for this gift. Katasia asks Yukar, does he have anything to say? And you? Have you anything to say? Do you by any chance happen to know where Mr. Garibaldi might be? That was great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to take any crap from an emperor. He's going <laughs> to give him shit. Mr. Garibaldi is locked in a cell 
and is trying to break through what looks like a concrete uh, or metal door. A voice over the tannoy asks him uh, what he remembers after being taken from Babylon 5. He remembers nothing. They think he's not telling the truth, and they can force him to behave. They do this by filling the room with gas. Please restrain yourself, Mr. Garibaldi, or you will hurt yourself. We can't allow that. Yeah, why not? We have orders. orders. Who's orders? orders? Who's orders? Who's orders? We can't tell you that. You must know that by now. Look, just what do you want from me? I thought this was a frighteningly uh, good performance by uh, uh, Jerry Doyle here. He, he really mm -hmm. had obviously channeled his inner anger and was really, you know, giving it the beans. Oh yeah, mm. you know, smashing bit, bits and pieces up and everything. It was. I thought. I wonder. Wonder how hard he had to work on bringing that anger to the to the top because you know, because I know he was... the, the the fear and frustration looked real. Mm, it did. Yeah, he must have. He must have really sort of. Spent a few minutes beforehand winding himself up, ready for that performance because he was he was ready to go from the get go there. So yeah, it was a really good, really good performance. We want to know what you remember after you were taken from Babylon Five. I told you, I don't remember anything. Your vital signs indicate you're being somewhat less than honest. You're just trying to avoid discomfort by telling us what you think we want to hear. Why would I do that, huh? Maybe because you got me you're stuck in this tomb. I don't know where the hell I'm at. Maybe figuring out what you want is the only way out. Well, silly me! Don't think, Mr. Garibaldi. Don't think, Mr. Garibaldi. Just tell us the truth. Not give me a break. What happened after you left Babylon? I told you I don't remember. What happened after... I Alari visits Shakar in the cell he's being held in. He cheers up Shakar by telling him that he was safer on Babylon 5 and telling him what the Centauri interrogators will do to him. It does not please him to see Shakar like this. He would not wish what is about to happen on anyone. But if Shakar will help remove Cartagia from the throne, then Malari will free Shakar and make safe the Narn homeworld. See, this was a conversation that I was missing when we were reviewing uh, When the Rock Cried Out last season. Uh, I, I felt like there was a missing piece where it was Lando trying to convince Jakar to help him get rid of Lord Reefer. And I felt like there was a conversation missing. It was something like this. This is something that I wanted then. And it was sort of like Jakar says, right, in, to help you with that, you have to free my people from, you know, a smaller part of the planet or, you know, this group of people who are going to help you because there was a group of Narns with them. Yeah. Ensure that they get freedom, look out for them, make sure they don't come to any harm. So that the next time he asks him when he wants to get rid of an emperor, it's an even bigger ask and bigger question. So it sort of kept that thing. That's the thing I think I was missing from that episode. And I'm so glad we got in this one. Mm. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. Sheridan is walking around in circles in the caves of uh, the in-between life and death. Lorien has uh, been down up here for a long time in fact he's one of the first ones or actually the first one first yes. mm. the one <laughs> not 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 the one the first one he tells sheridan that he has a piece of vol on him inside him he realizes it was kosh that told him to jump lorian wants him to turn away from life and embrace death but sheridan wants to live and he has Delenn to live for. End of episode. There he is. 
you know what now is a good time for? It's time for a promo for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. The Cosmic Pizza Podcast, you say? Hmm, that sounds delicious. What is that? It's a delicious slice of life. In every episode? In every episode, where we talk about conspiracy theories, cartoons of our childhood, Star Trek quizzes, movies that we've liked, pod racing, general pop culture, fantasy recasts. But what we don't talk about is pizzas. Right here on the ESO Network. That was a great promo. What a brilliant uh, podcast <laughs> that is. Absolutely. I think, yeah, one, one of the best. One of my I, favorites. I listen to it every month. Mm. Yeah, in, fact, mm. I, in fact, I listen to it twice a month. The same episode yeah. twice a month. Yeah. Listen to it and then edit it. And then um, listen to it again. <laughs> Small bite sized pieces. Yeah. Those, those, three, those three hosts, they're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They're, they're, their their mm. chemistry is amazing. Mm. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's as though they've, they've been podcasting for many years. Subscribe today. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Go get yourself a slice. <laughs> okay. Trivia. Lorian's lines, uh, where, where, sorry, why are you here and do you have anything worth living for were later two phrases featured in the opening sequence of season five. It's huge, this thing. Like, when is this going to end? <laughs> it must be the whole of season five. <laughs> yeah, the it's first episode the is just the opening. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Did you notice anybody who was not in this episode? Was, was Ivanova not, not in the episode? Ivanova was not in this episode. This is the first episode not to include Claudia Christian. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Exogenesis next week, or the week after? No, that was We've last season. That. Yes, sorry, ep- sorry, season three, episode seven. Yes, there is. Uh, Marcus has one of his captors open his Mimbari fighting pike or the staff uh... by shaking it twice. However, in whatever happened to Mister Garibaldi. Uh, he lets Jakar handle it and instructs him to press the large green triangular button on it to open it. Mm-hmm. Different Pike. Yeah. Yes, it's called a staff. Don't tell me. Don't yeah. tell me your name, Pike. <laughs> He's upgraded it. Yeah. Are there any Star Trek connections, Sean? We have two Star Trek connections this week, Paul. Uh, Rick Scarry, who played generic Centauri. Uh, was in Star Trek The Next Generation as Jarth in the episode Man of the People. Mm. And then we have Anthony DeLongis, who uh, did some video game voice work for Star Trek Judgment Rights and the 25th Anniversary Games. Uh, but not only that, he also played First Maj Kala in five episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Very nice. good. Excellent. Okay, uh, ratings. Um, our usual uh, five jump gate supply here, and uh, IMDb. Do those out of ten, of course. They, they they copied last week's episode. They gave it an eight point two, which is four point one on our scale. So, okay, do we think it is as good as last week's episode, Sean? That's a very good question, Paul. Uh, I've been going back and forth over this again, just like last week's episode, and. After talking to you folks, uh, my ratings have gone down because when when I'm watching them, it's like I'm in a vacuum and I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And I was initially going to give it a 4.75, but 
after talking about it and realizing that there's really not that much action, uh, I'm going to lower my rating to just a standard four because it, it's good. We got we almost had the Marcus and Jacar show, but we didn't. Uh, hmm. But we, we, we got to see Garibaldi and uh, a hint of Psycop uniform. Uh, so there's lots of teases. And, and I enjoyed it. So four is my rating. Very good. Dan? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, th- I enjoyed it more the last week. I think we got more out of it. I think the character performances are even better. The Garibaldi scene being a really big highlight for me. Um, I think the Lorien stuff still brings it down for me. It's like the uh, the bit in Matrix when they go and meet the architect and it's like, ergo, vis uh, this is the thing we're going to talk about. This is philosophy. And yeah, okay, fair enough. Come on, come on, come on. I, I think I, I dislike these kind of scenes even more than dream sequences, which have not been my best friend this, this podcast so far. Um, so I think that still doesn't give it a four for me. So I'm going to go a little bit higher than last week at 3.85. Okay. Um, so well not not too far behind. Um yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Sean on this one. I'm gonna give this a four as well, uh, because it's slightly better than last week. Um there are more enjoyable bits in it with like you say, the the uh, the Marcus and Shakar um scenes were really good. Um I thought Marcus's lines were really, really good and he's looking amazingly handsome in this uh, episode as well. I think you know he's <laughs> oh a horribly striking, mm. good-looking man. Um, yeah, he, he makes me question my. Uh... <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> your manhood. <laughs> yes, exactly. You want to play with his pike. You want to play with his pike. Exactly. I, I want to press he, his green triangle. He presses my green triangle. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> I, I see. Think... That's why you don't have to shake it anymore. That's exactly. It yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's sad as well, knowing a what he's going through at this at this time of filming, and also what he went through later on in life. And it's uh, it is um, uh, uh, you know, so annoying that he he couldn't uh, find a way of getting uh, help. Uh, he did have an accident where which changed his life. Um, it was I think it was a head injury. Um, he was a different man after after that, and it's it's it really is you know like I say he's a, he's a really good actor he's got uh, his voice is too high pitched in some cases I think because he doesn't come across as threatening whereas Garibaldi will growl and growl and growl whatever he comes in really high voice and you know his his threats seem to be very sort of you know whimsical really yes I mean, you you know, you, you don't believe he's going to nail your head to the wall, but coming to get you Oh, so yeah, but having said that, I, I he's one of my favourite characters. I do like him. He gets a lot of good um, uh, uh, lines, uh, you know, nice little witty ones. Um, but you know, the fight sequences are really good. He, you know, he's 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 good at that. Um, and him and Shikara in a fight, you know, what's not what's not to like there? You know, uh, the pairing is good. Uh, mm-hmm. They 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 don't you know they don't have a history of hating each other or there's no there's no um, uh, baggage that comes with the two characters. They they're just getting to know each other. This is the start of a sort of a what could be a good uh, relationship, you know, a nice friendship going forward. Um, but we'll have to see because obviously uh, Shikara is a little uh, indisposed at the moment. I do like the minister. I love him as well as a character. I think he's really, he's really good. So and, good, it, so good. And, and and the thing is, that you've got these two characters that have got you know such good lines and good humor in them. But it's not a funny um, episode. Um, they, they it's as though they just dropped in to sort of lighten the the mood a bit. 
uh, just before we get to see um, Shikar come in, you know, with his arms strapped to this yoke, he's you know this guy's you know being all whimsical and and funny and and you know all comedic, but mm. you know, and, a... and we we know Shikar is going to be in for a tough twenty one twenty two sixty one. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep your eye on what goes on here. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> a little bit well, of foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that's why I've given this a four. It's slightly better than last week's. I um, it, it yeah, I could see why they're giving it an eight point two, but I can't see why they gave last week's an eight point two. You know, for, for IMDb there, but uh, hey ho, that's what it is. Um, mm. so yeah, um, not a bad episode. A, a better, um, a better start. I think. I think this, if this had been the first episode, mm. it might have been a bit better. Uh, but mm. anyway, there we go. So that's the end of this episode. Uh, join us again next week when we will be discussing season three, episode three, the summoning. If you have any thoughts on this episode, why not send in some feedback to the epsilon three at gmail.com. That's three spelled T H R E E, not the number. Or you can find us on our Facebook page. Just search for the epsilon three. Now, if you have any other problems, any other questions at all, just ask. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.